This is ProBlogger. Hello there and welcome to episode 263 of the ProBlogger podcast. My name's Darren Rouse and I'm the blogger behind ProBlogger.com, a blog, podcast, events, job board, series of ebooks and courses all designed to help you to have a profitable blog. Now today we're continuing our series on blogger breakthroughs, where we've got listeners of the podcast pitching their stories to us to share with you. And we've chosen a few of them from many that were submitted in to share with you. And we've tried to choose a variety of bloggers from uh, different parts of the world with different accents, with different niches and different experiences of blogging. And today we've got Mim Jenkinson, who has a blog called Love From Mim. That's M-I-M on the end, lovefrommim.com. And now Mim started out blogging for one reason and ended up blogging for another. I'll let her share that transition of her blog. She's got a story that I'm sure many of you will relate to, but also find quite inspiring as well. And it's got some real little nuggets in there, golden nuggets of advice that I want to pull out at the end. So stay tuned to the end of her story. Again, you can check out her blog at lovefrommim.com and you can check out today's show notes where I will have links to uh, her blog and also a full transcription of her story at problogger.com forward slash podcast forward slash 263. Now here's Mim. Creating great content, finding an audience, building engagement, monetizing your blog. This is ProBlogger. I'm Mim Jenkinson and my blog is Love From Mim. You can find it at lovefrommim.com. I started blogging in 2013 in the June and my blog is about how I stay organised as a busy mum of two small kids and how I work from home. So I like to share my tips on how I try to stay organised and how I juggle my family time, work time and time for myself as well. Before my breakthrough, my blog was just a hobby blog, so I would share everything about my life as a mum, a little bit about the kids, um, the, f- the things that we used and loved, the products and services, the things we got up to, and I made a small income occasionally from selling a few sponsored posts, um, but very small. So in November 2015, I was actually diagnosed with breast cancer and I'd just started quite a well-paid job in consulting. So I had to leave that because the particular chemo and radiation regime that I started was, was quite a tough one and there was just no possible way I could continue to work. So what I did was use my blog as an outlet. So I shared the journey of my breast cancer diagnosis from the day after I was diagnosed. And then I started to treat it like um, therapy, really, sharing everything I was going through. It became a diary and it made me feel better to share my story and to connect with other women and, and really to get so much support from my audience, which grew quite quickly around that time. So I got up every day, sat at my desk and I worked from eight till four on my blog. Um, And mainly it was, you know, sharing my story, but also writing articles that I'd done so before about my life as a mum. I wrote about my cancer, wrote about myself and my family. I had already worked with a few brands on sponsored content before, as I said, but then I started to proactively pitch to them. So if I had an idea for an article and thought of a brand that would be aligned with it, I contacted them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring it. And because of the personal nature of my posts, I think the amount I shared and the feedback I'd got from other brands appealed to new brands, and most of them said yes. 
So as my audience grew, I was able to charge more for sponsored campaigns as well. And soon it became more lucrative. And as well as having this outlet as therapy, it also became a much bigger earner. So you can imagine the medical bills that we had at the time, and it really helped. My income increased month on month. And then as my treatment ended, I didn't want to go back to working for somebody else. Um, I was just really enjoying the freedom and flexibility and the um, just the opportunity that blogging and being a professional blogger had given to me. So I spoke with my husband and I set myself a challenge that if I could earn as much as I was earning before when I was working for somebody else in three to six months, that I would continue to blog full time as my full time job. So then, of course, pitching became a much bigger part of my time, and I really, really love pitching. And um, I've come from a background in sales and marketing and events, and I just find pitching really easy and fun. Um, and mainly with blogging, I pitch over email, but I really do love to speak to people in person and present, um, or also to speak to brands on the phone. So pitching was successful for me, um, and I'm now earning six figures. Um, and the income's made up of sponsored work, affiliate marketing, consulting as a content creator, um, and also as just a marketing consultant generally. So I used to work with a few brands. I now only work with one because the income that I'm making on my own blog is sufficient enough for me to make that the majority of my um, kind of working time in the week. So now life as a professional blogger is really busy, um, but it's so joyful. I've really found my identity and I feel like I know now what I'm supposed to be doing. And although I really enjoyed my career and my the jobs that I'd had before, um, nothing compares to this. And I find such a lot of joy in writing and my blog is still a real outlet for me. So I still share um, really personal things about my life. Not so much about the kids now, now it's more about me. So I'll share my um, the journey with breast cancer still, um, nearly three years on, the mental health struggles that I have, um, how I work from home as well and, and you know how I do that, how I set up my day, how I plan my week, how I make an income and um, I like to really kind of share things to help other people who might be interested in, in doing a similar thing themselves and I know how hard it is when you're working in a, a full-time or even a part-time job but you're very reliant on that income so I know how hard it is when you really want to start your own business but you're not sure how to start or you're nervous about how um if, if it's going to be successful or not and that dip in income which there generally is a dip for most people you know while they're ramping up things and um, starting their own business. I love my job. Um, there's not enough hours in the day for all of the ideas I have. I'm having to work myself on on setting some um, kind of more uh, identifiable goals and prioritizing because every day, and I'm sure most bloggers will relate to this, every day and every night, um, so many ideas come into my head and it feels like an amazing idea that's going to be, you know, super successful or rewarding and you want to do everything, but we just don't have the time to do everything, unfortunately. Um, my next goal is to be in a position where I, I will let go of some of my control and, and actually hire a VA to help me because I know that will free up my time to be much more creative and to um, bring to fruition some of these other ideas that I'm having. I have a couple of tips to anyone else who's looking to take their blog to the next level um, and monetize it. Perhaps you're monetizing a little bit now or perhaps you never have done before. But what I would say is if you want your blog to be your job, then treat it like one, even before you've earned anything at all. So turn up to work, set goals, create a structure, um, plan your week and work hard and be professional. Um, and I always did that from the beginning, from the kind of the day that I wanted to start earning, even before I had earned anything, I acted as if it was my business. My next tip would be to always stay very true to yourself and to stay ethical. Um, I work on so many sponsored campaigns and I feel so accountable when a brand invests their time and money into collaborating with me. 
don't just take a brand's money and run and be very clear on the deliverables they're looking for in the campaign and be sure that you can give them a return on their investment. Be as sure as you can. It might not always happen and you can learn from that. And there have been a couple of occasions where the outcome of a sponsored campaign I've worked on hasn't delivered the results that I thought it would. And you you learn from that, you know, you learn to know what your audience relates to, what they want, what they're really going to buy into and what they won't. And you obviously do more of what they deliver more of what they want and less of what they don't, obviously. So I work with a few brands now, but numerous times a year. So I'm lucky enough to be a brand ambassador for some really amazing Australian brands. And the brands I work with, they know me and they trust me as much as I do them as well. So I'm trying to, um, you know, continue to earn from my blog, but I really work with brands who I absolutely love, trust and can wholeheartedly um, recommend to the people who follow me and to my audience and readership. And I think that that comes through because the brands I work with, I'm so happy to rave about because they have, you know, changed my life in many ways with the products and services they offer. I think it's very easy to spot um, fake uh, or fake notions when you're talking about brands and products and services. It's very easy for your readers to, you know, see whether you truly do um, rate and recommend them or not. So be ethical. I always knew that I wanted to work for myself and I've always been really entrepreneurial. I'm so delighted that I found my dream job. Um, For years and years, I knew that I would be my own boss one day. I just didn't know how that was going to look or turn out. But life as a professional blogger can be a bit lonely and isolating, and I'm sure some of you will relate to that as well. So make the most of the amazing blogging community that's out there. Um, And it took some time for me to actually realise there was such a huge community out there, especially for mums who blog like me. Um, So go to events, network, um, find blogging buddies, find mentors, go to the pro blogger events. They're amazing, amazing, just completely life-changing and transformational for me and my blog. Um, share ideas, share wins and challenges, um, and be really generous as well with your time and with the things that you've learned. I try to be really generous with my advice, and, and I recommend that you do so as well. And when you can, you know, share your time, help other bloggers. They're not your competition, they're your peers, um, and they're your potential colleagues, and that's the way that I see the blogging community. Um, and yes, they might be doing things that you want to do, but you know, you can do similar things, put your own spin on it because your readers are interested in your content because of you. And it took me a little while to work that out truly. And I still struggle now with imposter syndrome and with comparison. I still struggle with those two things, but I'm really trying to make a big effort not to because, um, you know, I have readers who who turn up to see me and to read about me and my opinion on things. Um, so yeah, have some confidence, be yourself. And thank you so much to Darren and ProBlogger for letting me on the show today. Um, I've been a huge fan of ProBlogger for so many years and I'm I'm just so delighted to be a part of it as well. So thank you very much to the team for your generosity and continuing to share all the wonderful tips and advice um, that you do. Because as I said before, it's completely changed my blog, especially where monetization is concerned. So thank you. You're listening to ProBlogger. Thanks so much to Mim for sharing her story today. I really did appreciate it. And there were a few things that really jumped out at me 
in her story. Firstly, the power of vulnerability. It's uh, been a bit of a theme of this podcast of late, and we've heard a number of bloggers in this series talk about different aspects of this. I talked about my own vulnerability in a post recently, uh, a few episodes ago as well, and it's something that continues to be something that I've thought a lot about of late. It's not something that comes easy sometimes, um, getting out there and sharing your story, sharing about issues of health or mental health or those types of things, but it is a, a very powerful thing. It connects with your readers. It's something that gets noticed. It's something that rallies the support of others and gets engagement as well. Now, you want to do it authentically, of course, but certainly something to consider as you create content. Uh, second thing, and on a completely different topic that kind of jumped out, almost in passing, Mim said it, that she had multiple income streams. And this is something I really do want to emphasize for bloggers who are looking to kind of make that leap from part-time income into full-time income. Almost every blogger that I've talked to who's made that leap has done so by having not just one income stream, but multiple income streams. Mim talked about having sponsored content that she does, sponsored posts, but also uh, affiliate marketing, doing some um, commission work, consulting, marketing consulting, and also content consulting. So there's three or four different income streams there as well. And so if you're at that point of wanting to kind of make that leap, one way that you can grow your income is to add a new income stream rather than just get more traffic or charge more for your content. And then the last thing, and again, this is just something that Mim mentioned in passing, but I really want to emphasize right at the end of her story, she talked about imposter syndrome and feeling like everyone's already blogged about everything there is to say on your topic and other people blog perhaps better than you. And this is something that a lot of bloggers do struggle with, but I really love the advice that she gave there. Your readers are interested in your content because of you not just the topic. And this is something that's really important to grasp. People don't want just another blog about whatever the topic is. They want you. They, they want to know what you think about your topic. They want to hear your story as it relates to that particular topic. And so if you're struggling with imposter syndrome, please be encouraged. The people who are following you want more of you. And so they won't really even mind what you talk about half the time, as long as you are being authentic, as long as you're being true and bringing your personality to the topic and your experience to the topic as well. So I hope Mim's story has been encouraging to you. You can check out more from uh, Mim at lovefrommim.com. And uh, I'll link to that in today's show notes, which you can find at problogger.com forward slash podcast forward slash two, six, three. Before I go this week, I'll let you know about two other episodes that do relate to a couple of things that I just spoke about. Firstly, episode 121, where I give you seven strategies for overcoming imposter syndrome, uh, for those of you who are grappling with that one. And episode 236, which has five areas to focus on if you do want to grow your blogging income. And one of those things is adding new income streams into your blog as well, as well as four other things that you might want to consider if you are at that kind of phase of making that leap into full-time income. Again, they were episode 121 for imposter syndrome and 236 for growing your blog's income. Again, I'll link to them in today's show notes at problogger.com forward slash podcast forward slash 263. You've been listening to ProBlogger. If you'd like to comment on any of today's topics or subscribe to the series, 
Find us at problogger.com forward slash podcast. Tweet us at problogger. Find us at facebook.com forward slash problogger or search problogger on iTunes. This episode of the ProBlogger podcast was edited by the team at Podcast Motor, who offer a great range of services, including helping you to set up and launch your podcast, as well as ongoing editing and production of the podcast that you produce. You can check them out at podcastmotor.com.